Uh, welcome to the first Clear Cruise podcast of 2021. And we've assembled, well, I'd, I'd like to say a group of travel professionals, but uh, looking at the group, that may be not be the case. Actually, all of our guests on our podcast this week are from our trade engagement working group uh, from the UK who represent some of the biggest brands in the UK as well. So in no particular order, they are Janet from Avalon Waterways, Ian from Saga Cruises, Steve from MSC Cruises and Shane from Virgin Voyages. So thank you all for joining. I'll start with you, Steve. Um, we're talking or about 2021. It's very early in the year. There's lots of moving parts, of course. But what's what are the prospects for 2021 for cruise and what's what's happening? Okay, Andy, well, really exciting um, week for us this week. Um, obviously, MSC resumed cruising last August with MSC Grandiosa. Um, we conducted, I think it was 17 plus sailings and carried approximately 40,000 guests successfully and safely. safely. Um, we had to pause operations over Christmas um, because of Italian government restrictions. However, um, we recommence on 24th of Jan uh, with Grandiosa sailing seven night cruises around the Med again. So that's fantastic news. And that will should be shortly joined by MSE Magnifica sailing around the Med. So really positive start to 2021. Ship sailing, uh, guests back on board, having great holidays. So we're looking forward with optimism. Ian, where where is where is your optimism for 2021? Well, uh, I guess getting back to service, we've obviously uh, a few days ago announced that we are making vaccines mandatory if you go on a Saga holiday or a Saga cruise, uh, which we think is a really positive move for our guests. You know, they, you know, we did a survey over 95% of them tell us that's the the policy they want. Um, so look, we, we've we've pushed back operations to uh, to May. Spirit of Adventure will be going on her inaugural cruise uh, in early May um, and, and with this vaccine announcement you know we're, we're now looking forward to getting back in May um, and, and given the government timeline of vaccine rollout we're pretty confident we'll be able to do that so I think the, that we've all had a really really tough year obviously I think now it's quite nice to have I thought like we've got a line in the sand now to aim for a prob and a realistic one um, so yeah I guess that's the that's the hope for 2021. Well, I was reading you and lots of positive comments online about um, about your brand's announcement yesterday. So that was really good to see to see all of those positive comments. And uh, from a yeah, Virgin no. Voyages perspective, we're getting ready to actually set sail for the first time. So 2021 will be the year that finally Scarlet will set sail with fair paying passengers. So for for us, a, a big focus of, of this year is really to make sure our travel agent partners are educated and passionate to sell our experience. We've obviously been selling the dream for quite some time. Um, so we've set ourselves a mission to get thousands of travel agents on board. Uh, and that started just this week with the launch of Virus Academy training. And we're already lining up to give away almost 3000 cruises in the UK, which is a fully holiday, full holiday for two. Um, all expenses paid when it comes to the cruise side of things, just pay your onboard fees and away you go. Um, and for us, that's really important. It's all about that education. We think it's important for travel agents to experience the product so they can then obviously share with their customers and reassure them that onboard procedures are not impeding on the holiday enjoyment. So there will be precautions and procedures, I would imagine, on every brand, um, but they're not designed to impede on the experience. If anything, they should enhance the experience. So uh, yes, 2021, there's a lot to be hopeful for. 
you you mentioned training and education so so janet before i come to you why don't you tell us whether you think actually training and education for the trade is is as important or more important in 2021 than it was previously uh, okay so i hop in yes, come um, on, Steve. I, to, be, uh, to be honest Andy, i think it's more important than ever you know we obviously work with a huge um, swathe of cruise experts that their knowledge has been fantastic for many years they've been supportive of our sector um, they've experienced ship visits ship launches educationals um, but obviously what we've gone through in the last year nobody's set foot on a ship for a year um, there's been ships that have launched that haven't sailed yet there's new ships coming into market this year with new innovations and new products on board um, the, the whole health and safety protocol that every single cruise brand is going to have to have in place, which will vary from brand to brand, although there'll be consistencies through that. Each brand, be it you're a large ship, a smaller ship, is going to have different protocol. So, and obviously within that, staff have been furloughed. So kind of out of sector, not hardline selling um, necessarily over the last 10, 11 months. So I think now... Uh, the time is absolutely critical for that training piece more than ever. And when we speak to accounts, that's coming across loud and clear that it is such a vital part of almost their, their restarts that their staff are up to speed, knowledgeable, um, no forever changing booking conditions. And it isn't just the product that you're selling to the guests, but uh, what is each cruise line's different booking condition stress-free booking policy that so much has changed yeah, um yeah. and we need our travel advisors to to absolutely know and understand all of these so they can sell very confidently um to to the the cruisers that are out there so so yeah, I think just following, Go sorry on. <laughs> sorry Andy, i interrupted you then i just think following on from from that training and education piece i think you know it's also really important to to identify how travel agents can can find customers going forward. You know, we, we, we've often spoken about what the new normal will look like. And, you know, when we're in furlough and when we're in lockdown and, and hopefully we'll be coming out of that, you know, in the next couple of months and stuff. But, you know, the, the footfall on the high street might be now very different and how people find their customers might be very different. So I think there's some training and education, which us as a trade engagement working group can help travel agents with to help support them in finding those customers and you know, talking to them about how they can utilize um, future cruise credits and vouchers and you know, focus on things like special interest cruises and, and trying to get to, to sort of groups and clubs that they can, they can talk to. So I think that's part of the education piece as well. And, how, and from a river perspective, Janet, how, how optimistic are we for 2021? really optimistic we're really excited I think I think Ian mentioned it we just can't wait to get operational again um currently at Avalon we've suspended all of our cruises up until the end of March so um fingers crossed um April goes ahead as planned but we just can't wait to get back on the rivers um I know a few other river cruise companies have already um set sail so that that's that's good and that was a really good test and a good benchmark for the industry um but yeah I think it's a really positive sign um from a, from a booking perspective, we're seeing 20, the back end of 2021 sell really well. So um, departures um, June, July onwards are doing, doing well and they have done in peaks. 2022 is amazing. 
2022 in the last month was 600 percent up on 2022 wow. um uh bookings so you know that's a great story for both us and for, and for the trade just on the on the point of the late 2021 something we were talking about earlier is how well christmas is doing at the moment so i think there's a there's a really uh, i don't know if it's just us or if it's across the board but it feels like across land and ocean and river we're seeing a real spike in uh, christmas departures so whether that be a, a uk break or a, or a 30 night ocean cruise you know i think i think people have had we know people have had a bad year we know there's pent-up demand people want to get back on holiday people have also had a pretty rubbish christmas just gone obviously it wasn't it wasn't what we would have all hoped and i think there are there's a real uh, at the moment there seems to be a real demand for booking that kind of once in a lifetime trip for next christmas something to celebrate so i think that's a that's a trend we're certainly seeing i don't know about others but i think that's a really nice opportunity for travel agents at the moment to do some some marketing around i'm going on a christmas cruise there you are two weeks to the caribbean <laughs> and i've booked a christmas holiday so there you go see I'm, so, i knew i was right so, so it must be true ian if everybody agrees with you <laughs> Everything I say is always true. So yeah, it's kind of the second half of 2021 and especially 22, the year of indulgence. It seems to be that especially we're seeing people kind of buying up the ship. So we're selling yeah. our weeks or quarters, selling much quicker than, than we ever anticipated. We're seeing people really wanting to treat themselves. Uh, so asking us what else can they what else can they purchase before they get on board? Um, so people are really looking to, for the, and I think that's, you know, people's Christmases this year weren't the best. I mean, I was in the Maldives, so I was okay. But this year, the Christmases weren't great. Um, but uh, people are looking to indulge and look for something to look forward to. So I do think we will see a real boom in people spending more money um, and traveling more. I think they may travel shorter and nearer to home in the short term, but definitely they'll start really planning their longer term, their, their longer duration holidays or their long haul holidays, and they'll spend more for them. And we will appreciate them and, uh, more, more than ever before. So um, I think indulgence uh, will be a key word as we move forward. So do you, do you get the sense, because there's some debate, I think, in travel circles, do you get the sense that people are looking to travel closer at home? So maybe Mediterranean, Baltic, Northern Europe is going to be popular, or is it bucket list destinations that people have put off for a couple of years and, and looking for something different? From, from from, from a Virgin Voyages perspective, the Mediterranean is definitely where people were looking to really focus on. So probably to be expected, the UK market is really latched onto the Mediterranean. And um, so unfortunately, we had to delay our 2021 programme, but we did see a very large percentage of those people move to 2022 and actually book a second one. So that many of them are taken back to back or book one later in the year as well. So Mediterranean, I think, um, is going to be is going to have a, a really strong recovery. So Andy, um, obviously we're in multiple destinations with you know a big number of ships, and um, I've done some analysis this week. Loud and clear, XUK is by far the strongest. And interestingly, XUK Summer Twenty One is the biggest chunk of our pie that we're seeing at the moment. So since launch in January, um, over fifty percent of our bookings are coming through for XUK Summer Twenty One followed by Mediterranean second, um, and then Caribbean third. Um, for the winter, the Caribbean is performing top, followed by Dubai. And I think it's quite interesting that Caribbean and Dubai are seemed as fairly safe destinations. The Caribbean kind of comes through this fairly unscathed. Um, and I think Dubai as a destination is seen as very, they do things very proper and very right, it remained open during the pandemic and a lot of people got away there. So 
I think, you know, for, for Brits and Irish guests, they're, they're both quite safe destinations. I don't think it's a surprise that they're doing very well for the winter. Yeah, and I'll, I'll worryingly, I'll agree with Shane and Steve on a couple of things. I think one is that, first time, is yeah. that uh, well, first for everything, 2022 year of indulgence, I, I completely agree. I think that, so for, in, I can talk about land very briefly. We, um, uh, so 2022 for us, long haul, 90% up in the last couple of weeks, which has been incredible on some pretty, pretty decent volumes. And that's people taking longer length trips, tours, you know, bucket list itineraries, um, spending significantly more than they probably ever have done. Um, and then I think to Steve's point in Ocean Cruise, you know, we're only ex-UK obviously, which I think at the moment probably lends quite well, I guess, to what people are booking. Um, but, but, you know, if I look at the last week, 70% of the revenue that we did was 2021 versus 30% of it 22. So it shows that a lot of that is uh, summer into autumn and obviously Christmas, like I mentioned, but the, the demand is there for 2021 in Ocean Cruise, absolutely. Um, you know, people are, right, are a little bit wary about those early spring months but um, most of us are now looking at pushing operations back, obviously, just outside of that anyway. Um, but there's, there's certainly demand there for travel agents to get after, I think, absolutely. Janet, how, how, what about the rivers? Where are people going on the rivers and booking for the rivers? Oh, we oh, can't I'm... hear you, Janet. Why not? You're back. There we You're go. Back. That's better. I'm back. You just I, <laughs> I just, you know, I just stayed quiet with these three boys just checking in. <laughs> um, I mean, rivers are, are predominantly Europe anyway. Obviously, there is there is a, a proportion of, of exotic sales, but we are finding that that Europe is is definitely sort of the key destination driver for, for rivers at the moment. That said, exotics for 2023. Are doing well so the further out we're finding right. exotics are doing quite well um but similar to, to ian you know i've got another brand that i'm responsible for which is land and actually that's the flip we're seeing long haul trend better than europe on that so yeah. i don't think it's as clean cut as saying that you know people are looking to stay closer to home i, I don't think that's necessarily the case and um, you know we are seeing long haul bookings come in as well Let's let's talk about what's new for 2021 or 2022, or even I know some of you are talking about 2023 already. But in terms of what's new for your brands, what what kind of thing have you developed for 20 for, for the restart of cruising from the UK? Um, and what does that tell you about the cruise market? Shall we start with you, Steve? Oh, blimey. Well, I mean, it's all, you know, all systems go at MSC. It's never a dull moment. Um, we have got two ship launches confirmed. Uh, so Virtuos will be joining the fleet in April, um, which is our second Meravilia Plus class ship. There will be some new innovations on board that ship, which I can't reveal yet. Yeah. Oh, that, there will be some exciting new features. So that's April. And then we've got MSC Seashore joining us at the end of July. Um, which is our first of our seaside evolution ships, which is a, a longer version of our really popular seaside class ship. So we've got those two ships joining. So, you know, no stopping the pace of our expansion. Then I guess the other big thing that's really exciting for MSC is the terminal um, down in Southampton. So the fifth cruise terminal, which MSC have made a long-term commitment to uh, be part of. So joint venture with ABP Ports and we'll be um, home ported at our own terminal um, with weekend turnaround days. 
you know, one of the, the newest state-of-the-art cruise terminals ever to be built in the world. Um, very environmentally friendly. Um, it's going to be a really fantastic experience for our guests boarding in Southampton. Um, and that will open this summer. So we're really excited about that. And it just shows our longer term commitment to the UK cruise market that we've made this this significant investment. So so lots to be looking forward to and, and to be positive. Um, yeah, for- and it, and it and it follows the in point Ian's point I think about ex, the power of ex UK cruising. So clearly that investment in that terminal means that we can expect some good ex UK cruising from MSE in the years to come. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the investment is many, many, many years with many passengers that we've committed to. And, um, you know, we have MSE Magnifica confirmed for this year and next year. Um, but we're already looking at the year beyond and possibly newer, upgraded, larger ships. Um, the terminal is built to accommodate, uh, you know, our largest ships, be it the world class or Meraviglia class. So, you know, as long as our lovely agents sell lots of cabins for us, we will bring newer and bigger ships in for them. There's an incentive if ever you need one. So, Shane, does that mean that we can expect a Virgin Voyages uh, ex-UK sailing at some point in the future? Or, or what's new for, for you this year? Yeah, definitely not in the short term. Ex-UK is not on the agenda because we are just in the process of building our own dedicated terminal um, <laughs> in the world of cruising in Port Miami. Uh, so Terminal V will open at the end of this year. Um, she's in a prime location, I call her she, because she's like an extension to our ships, but she, she's in a prime location at the, the, the overlooking the harbour um, of Miami. So whilst the ship is docked, uh, Scarlet Lady, Valiant Lady and the sister ships um, will have the best view over downtown Miami. So we're super excited. Not only that, it will be an incredible advert for us because it'll be covered in Virgin Voyages branding. So when you fly into Miami, you will see the Virgin Voyages terminal. And wherever you are in downtown Miami, you will also see the Virgin Voyages terminal as well. So we're super excited about that. And then in a few weeks' time, we'll actually announce um, ship the name of Ship 3 and the destinations for Ship 3. So while Scarlet Lady has yet to set sail on the uh, a first yeah. fair paying passenger voyage um, we will be announcing the third ship and we'll be cutting steel for ship four so very quickly uh, the capacity and opportunities for our travel agents increase uh, tenfold so there's some great opportunities there and you never know we may swing a ship by the UK we've done it before we may do it again. I think it's important, Shane, that we we get to to study these ships again. I think it was probably one of the last ships I I stood foot on. So um, uh, please bring one back whenever you can. Um, Ian, in terms of things that are new for 2021 for you, I guess you have a new ship that, again, similar to Virgin, you haven't shown off yet. Yeah, so I I can't report that we're building a terminal anywhere. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) But no, we have two new ships to talk about, I guess. So we've got Spirit of Adventure and Spirit of the Rhine. Um, so uh, Spirit of Adventure, obviously, yeah, brand new ship that hasn't yet had any passengers sail on her, which has been really, well, like a lot of the guys on the call, you know, a bit gutting. So we, we can't wait to show her off. She comes into service in May. Uh, and Spirit of the Rhine also coming into service in May. So Spirit of Adventure, firstly, sister ship to Spirit of Discovery. Um, boutique cruising, this is, this is, you know, only 999 passengers, but on a, on a smaller ship, but actually... Um, larger than a lot of the other in terms of capacity the space per person is um is, is better than a lot of the other uh, i guess similar size ships um for spirit of adventure it's about her being a sister not a twin so it's about her being 
you would know you're on a Saga ship, you'll know you're on a five-star boutique small ship with Saga, but it won't be a direct replica, obviously, of Spirit of Discovery. And the main focus for us is, um, is, is dining primarily. So, um, so included dining, included a la carte restaurants. We'll have the first, um, well, uh, for us, we'll have Curry Curry, which is a, a Nepalese restaurant, um, which is really, really exciting, which links back to some of our, our heritage for Saga. Uh, and we'll also have a Malfi, which is a Mediterranean restaurant, all included in the cruise fare. Um, so I guess, yeah, very much looking forward to getting Adventure out, getting some customers on her to try out these uh, these fantastic restaurants. And then Spirit of the Rhine, yeah. So um, obviously we've just announced a further pause in operations, which pushes her back to uh, to May. Um, but very excited. It's it's kind of taking what we've done with Spirit of Discovery and Spirit of Adventure across to the rivers. So, so a lot of our uh, previous river operations were kind of three and four star ships this kind of takes us into the five star rivers market um it's been incredibly well received so far in terms of what we've put out to customers very well booked um so yeah yeah, really excited to see that as well and uh hopefully we'll get the chance to showcase both ships to uh some of our agent partners in the near future it's a shame you can't bring your new river ship to to the uk but i guess that it's a bit safer if she stays on a river well, and the name somewhat dictates her to stay on the rhine so yeah good uh, point well made Back off our territory, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about Battle of the rivers. Here we go. <laughs> so, Janet, lots, lots going on in the rivers, as we know, every single year. Lots of new ships from last year as well as this year. So anything exciting coming from Avalon or any other brands? Oh, don't ask me about other brands. I haven't done that much research. I can talk to you about my own. Um, from, from, from an Avalon perspective, much of it is around product and just about the onboard offering. So... Um, you know, we, we really want to make sure that we're focused on that intimate style cruising, um, focusing on your way of cruising. So making sure that customers and guests really understand that it's, um, you know, it's how they want to cruise. So it's customizable in terms of excursions and dining. Um, we've redesigned some of our itineraries. So take the Rhine, for example, Mr. Powell. Um, we've got um, nearly two dozen itineraries on the Rhine. Um, which seems like an awful lot, but what we've tried to make sure of is that we have a breadth of, of um, de- um, uh, durations, so anything from 15 to six, sorry, five to 16 day durations, um, different price points, different ports of call within that. So it's about, you might have one river, but there's lots of different ways to, to visit that, um, that destination. We're, um, we've introduced Egypt for 2021. So, um, uh, fly into Cairo, do a pre and post stay in Cairo and have all your exclu- um, included excursions to, you know, the pyramids and in Cairo by night and, and all of that good stuff. And then fly to Luxor and then do a four night cruise on the Nile. Um, and we can also do an extension to Jordan. So that's new for 2021. And that's that's selling well already. So, um, I mean, I'd love to go on that one myself. And also a real focus on special interest cruises um, for 2021 and 2022. So things like wine cruises, which sound right up my alley. Um, So you're guided by a wine master through the cruise and wine tasting and wine pairings. Um, Beer cruises, um, where you've got beer masters, you go to microbreweries all through the rivers. Um, Garden cruises, history cruises, so Jewish heritage and World War II. Um, Photography cruises, so really trying to to hone in on those special interests, which is which is great for travel agents because it gives them a, a, a great marketing tool to go out with. John, I saw your Nile cruises; they looked amazing, and the prices were very pharaoh. 
Oh, oh dear. Cut the interview off. Cut it oh, off. Oh, no, Shane. <laughs> it was always going to happen at some point. It, it was, wasn't it? It's it's like it's dad joke that. time. You're lucky to close the sale. It's a great, it's a great sales pitch. I'll take that one though. I will take that and bank it and use it again. <laughs> as long as it's not pyramid selling, we'll all be fine. Oh, <laughs> Apologies. I'm conscious of time, so just very quickly, so sort of short answers, if you please. We're talk this month. We've been talking about some of the innovations that make cruising great because we are an incredibly innovative and exciting sector to work in. So, from each of you, pick a, a, just one innovation from your cruise line or from your ship or from your onboard or from the destinations and just give us one of those. We'll do it in the reverse order. So I'll start with Janet because um, you've been holding the limelight now. So tell us, give us one innovation that you, you think you're particularly proud of. Um, I mean, we're really proud at Avalon anyway of our sustainable, responsible cruising. Um, we have um, in the last couple of years really made a big effort here in this arena um, to really reduce our environmental footprint um, so we've got a two-year green blueprint plan that makes sense um, so we are have the intention of reducing our emissions further um, increase increase our local food production um, introducing sustainable shore excursions but what's really exciting from a sustainability point of view is that we're actually going to be piloting the use of biofuel on a river cruise ship, which is big news and um, because that will really reduce down our carbon emissions. Um, and we're also going to be partnering with more destinations on our rivers to um, generate sustainable electricity whilst inshore, so connecting to shore power. So that's two big things. Um, there's a few more that are coming out, which we can, we'll be sort of launching in the next couple of weeks, but you that's the biggies from us. That sounds cool. Thank you, Janet. Ian? I'm going to go with, uh, so on both of our ocean ships, when we're back in service, we will have a uh, concept called Explorer Shore, which is a concierge type service uh, allowing guests to go and explore the, the port, the town, wherever they are. Um, and we will, not on a guide at all, we will support them in doing that. So that could be you go to the concierge desk and you want to book uh, a great lunch in, I don't know, in Venice, for example. You want to go, you want a recommendation, you want a table reservation, you want um, or you want priority access to uh, to a certain, I don't know, a certain hotspot in a certain town. So we, we basically these concierge will arrange anything within reason as much as they can for you. And we think that's pretty exciting because it, um, we know our guests like to go on guided tours with us when they leave a ship. But we know they also like to explore destinations by themselves. So we're going to find it's, it's in essence a way of us enabling them to do that um, in their own time. But we make it nice and easy for them. Sounds good. Thanks, Ian. Steve, shall I come to you? You, you. <laughs> uh, well, I was going the same as Janet. So, uh, right, okay. Do you know what I'm going to go? It's not sexy. Um, there's lots I could tell you, ultra luxury or things, but I can't talk about that yet. Um, but that's all coming imminently. But um, I'm going to go with the health and safety protocol. I mean, we are out there and we are doing it. It isn't theory. It's not on a document. Um, our health and safety protocol right now is absolutely incredible. And I think we are setting the bench for the industry. I mean, everybody, it's great because we've shown that it can be done safely, successfully, and guests can have an enjoyable holiday. Um, you know, from the whole booking process through to embarkation, to the shore excursions, to dining. And we've got some really fantastic videos with 
consumer testimonials of people that have done it and lived how cruising looks in the new world. And I guess what's what's most important is they still have a really fantastic holiday and actually say they're having a better holiday than potentially they did pre this because they're just so well looked after. So the protocol we've got in place is all new. It's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, you can book and rest assured that your guests will travel, have a safe holiday within a safe bubble. Um, but most importantly, have a great holiday still. Thank you, Steve. That's um, that's good to hear. And we've been watching, of course, uh, with interest, uh, the resumption from Italy of, of MSA and other lines as well, I should say. So so thank you for that. Shane, you, you get the last word on this. <laughs> yeah, what an incredible job, Steve, and the team MSC have done. So when we see them sailing, it is is so good for all of us. So for a cruise industry as a whole, it's amazing to see MSC getting going and say other brands as well. Um, for me, one of the things that I'm most proud of and I can't wait for people to experience is our wearable that we call the band. Uh, the band partners with our app. Um, it was designed to offer an amazing experience for our sailors, but uh, in, a, in a kind of post-COVID world, it's much more than that. It means our sailors can have an incredible holiday without having to worry about standing in line, without having to go and reserve restaurants, without actually having to leave their sun lounger, without actually needing to do anything else but shake their phone to have champagne delivered to them wherever they are on the ship without shake for champagne. Um, so the, the wearable and the, the, the band and the app really help our sailors to have an incredible experience because it means that you don't have to go and stand in line. It means you don't have to do all the usual things that people expect with holidays. Sometimes you have to stand in line to get things sorted. You can order a new pillow. You can order turn down service. You do many things all from the very comfort of your sun lounger. So I can't wait for people to experience that because I think it will really enhance the holiday experience. Me and it's, Janet, here shaking and where's the champagne? I'm shaking. I'm shaking all the time. It's, it's not coming. Where is it? Hang on. I should say... That band, it sounds like something we should all have in our everyday life. I'd love to go on the band and order a new pillow. Anyway, listen, thank you so much, uh, you four, for joining us. Thank you for all the work that you do on the Trade Engagement Working Group as well. But uh, so, Janet, Ian, Steve, Shane, thank you very much indeed. We'll be back with our next podcast next month. But until then, have uh, have a great few weeks and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you.